I finished a book today. Ooh, what book? Ask Again, Yes. Okay. I know nothing about that. Was it good? Um. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> they were like, I don't know. It was pretty pro cop, which is just like, why? Oh, I'm sorry. Why make a book about that? And then like have the two cops or in the book be like bad cops. Oh. Like drink on the job. But we were supposed to like them? Yeah. They were like, oh, they just made a mistake. And it's like. That's so true. I do think we need to give a lot of grace for like, that's such a dangerous job. You know, it's like the 17th most dangerous job in the U.S. And I think we need to talk about that more, you know? It was ridiculous. They had one of the characters, like, she wrote one of the characters to be like, well, the history of policing is the history of protesting because, like, you know, some police are bad and, like, you know, it it ruins the whole, like, system. So I'm going to become a cop. Yeah. And it was like, what yes that definitely that works that's healthy um i'm sorry just a second linus one two three four go falling in love is such an easy thing to do let's get to it yeah let's get to it yeah let's stop talking yeah let's get to it let's fall in love very exciting news. So, for the majority of the pandemic, I was only babysitting for a single family because I, it just, like, wasn't smart to go see other children. And, like, yeah. you know, I was keeping my pod really small, especially because yeah. I was working with children. For sure. And so now I'm, like, opening it up and I'm taking occasional babysitting gigs, especially because... Like, I'm going to be done with my job in a couple weeks, and my nights and weekends are going to be pretty free. Yeah. So, one of the families that I used to babysit for reached out to me today to ask if I could babysit on 9-11, which... Oh, that's so fun. I feel like it's... I understand that it's just, like, a day, but also it feels weird that, like, someone would throw a party on 9-11. I don't know. No. Like... I've noticed a couple years ago, 9-11 became a day again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, after, like, a decade, I'd say, of, like, everyone being very reverential and, like, thoughtful, all of a sudden I noticed, like, oh, no, we're doing things on 9-11 again. Like, it's not, we're not taking a time to pause and reflect. We're not really referencing it in classes or in yeah our lives. And so they asked me to babysit, and I was like, yeah, um my rates went up so you have to pay me more money but i would love to babysit and which honestly their children are emotional terrorists it's fine because Most children are i hate to say listen to this so the reason i got fern is because they adopted her sister and at the time the person i was dating was nannying for them because I hooked them up with that job. And so yeah. they got they got Fern's sister and they named her Fiona. And the person I was dating was like, hey, they're getting a kitten. Like, would you be interested? It's only like 
20 bucks or something and i was like uh hell yeah i'm interested in a kitten for 20 bucks so yeah it wasn't like a breeded kitten it was a rescue it was like you had to give a 20 dollar donation to get these you mean a bread kitten shut up Look, I know maybe it's different in France or wherever the fuck you were born, but here we use grammar. I'm okay? sorry, do you want me to play the tapes where you said, instead of saying the word praying, you said predatoring on someone? You can't prove that's me. <laughs> There's no proof. It was on this fucking podcast, Jesse. It could be doctored. Any- I wouldn't put it above you. I watched the episode of Bones where they tried to submit audio evidence of an unscrambled voice, and then the defense was like, yeah, bitch, I can make this sound like you if I unscramble yeah, it Yeah, I right do way. So that. I know, I know what you can do with audacity. Anyway, let me continue why I'm excited. So I'm very excited. They said I could bring Fern, but I do not want fern around these children to be honest um oh so but i'm excited to meet fiona and like see how similar she is to fern i was just gonna say do you think they would like do cats remember their siblings i don't know but fern is so good with other cats like i i cats at a lot of cats and you know i always separate them from olive but fern is always really sweet um I'm just curious if they'd have, like, a reunion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to see how Fiona is, and then I might, you know, we might schedule a time for them to meet. But it's so cute. I'm so excited. I truly forgot they existed. Because each one of the kids you look at is just a paycheck in your mind. That's you not know? true like, at all. You think of them and all the S's in their names are replaced with dollar signs. No, what it is is that I feel like I trauma blocked them out of my memory, to be honest. Yeah. But a bitch will do anything for six hours of money, let me tell you. Oh, for sure. Also, it, I realized literally probably 20 minutes before we hopped on this recording that it is friday the 13th so like some scary shit might happen on this recording probably that's probably why this day has been bad the ghost in my apartment has been a little bit more active so maybe she'll join us oh that would be cool the demon in my apartment i told you i just had to prevent from climbing up a bookshelf so he's been very active today that's really the highest calling for any of us is to coexist. But, like, the O is, like, a yin-yang. And, like, the X is maybe, like, a star of David, you know? And, like, the T is a Christian cross for sure. Get out of here. <laughs> what? you? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were so against coexisting. Um, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to ask if you had realized the date. No. I don't pay attention to shit. I, I don't either. Um, I knew it was close to the 15th because I got paid twice today. Oh. I know it's close to a date I'm not going to say on air because I don't want our listeners to know my birthday. But You've already said your birthday on air. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. That's untrue. Okay. I feel like you're trying to make me feel like I'm crazy right now. You know, like... Listen to our first episode of Megan Kazmarzik. 
We didn't talk about my birthday. We talked about the day Elvis died. No, you share a birthday with Madonna. Shh. Madonna doesn't know. Get the fuck out of here, Jesse. I know Madonna's been listening. Because you have the same birthday as Megan Kaczmarczyk's grandmother. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so I'm vaguely aware of what dates are kind of going on because my birthday is in a few days. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a weekend of scares, you know, because we got Friday the 13th and then I turned 25. Yeah, quarter-life crisis. Both of which are terrifying. I've been going through a quarter-life crisis since I was 11. <laughs> I've kind of... I never stopped my early life crisis. I've just been in constant states of crisis since I was born, basically. Yeah. But no, it is, you know, turning 25. I think that'll be a good time for my next hard pivot to Christianity. Um, So if you hear me quitting this podcast and (laughs) renouncing all of the content that we've put out so far, you know what happened. I will never hard pivot to Christianity again, but I'm happy for you. I think I could at some point. But, like, I just, like, I'll get, like, super involved in, like, a progressive church at some point, I feel, you know? I think I'm beyond hard pivoting to conservative Christianity. I hope to God I am, because, um, I just really don't want to settle down with a Republican wife and three boring children, you know? (laughs) Would they be your children or just children you find? (laughs) Both. Have a few of each, you know. Should we, speaking of crises, should we talk about this episode? I really don't want to. So. Actually, this episode I had fun with. The next one drained my will to live. Um, welcome to Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron. My name is Jesse. Today we are recapping season two, episode 19, The Rhythm of Life. You know what? I'm going to say it. This is the episode people should have warned us about. Someone did tell us that we were going to see Mayim Bialik chicken dance. And I was like, ha ha ha, this is so funny. Yeah. And then I immediately forgot about it. And then in this episode when she started chicken dancing, I couldn't get over it. This episode was written by Brenda Hampton and Jeffrey Rogers. Hell yeah. It aired on February 15th, 2010 to an audience of 3.18 million viewers. Um, 3.8 million? It bumped up again? Yeah. For what? That's the question. February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. This felt like a Valentine's Day episode. It's Aquarius season. Aquarius. So... Um, do you want to go first? With what? Your biblical context. Oh, you can start. Did you not find your biblical context? What What do you take me for? Are you going to find it while I'm giving mine? What? So, my article <laughs> is Opposition Grows in Germany to Bail Out for Greece. Oh, was this the Greece, the Greek yeah. like, economic shutdown? And so this, the subtitle or the byline is, the Greek crisis has shown that Europe's financial interdependence is especially difficult to manage in tough times. 
Wow. This is from the New York Times. Okay, here's the thing. So, 2010, I, February of 2010, I believe I was in seventh grade. Does that make sense? Because in 2010, I turned 13, yeah. So, I was in seventh grade. about right. So, I think my language arts teachers, or not my language arts, my um, world history or whatever... What did they call it when you were in middle school? Social studies. Social studies. Oh, that was for you too? Yeah. My social studies teacher was Mr. Clifford. He fucking hated me because one time I told him I didn't know how to tie my shoes. I was fully lying. But then he took me out into the hallway and he like made fun of me and I cried. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I love Mr. Clifford. This guy sounds cool. No, he... I he fully made me cry. Um, yeah, that's really sad, actually. I anyway, hate when teachers do that. So here we are in seventh grade. We're sitting in class. We're, like, learning every country in the world. We're watching a lot of planet Earth. It was very much a community, the TV show style class. You watched planet Earth and social studies. Yes. And he would Not have us... Not in science? No. He would have us do current events... And we would, like, talk very seriously about them. And he would talk all the time about the Greek crisis. And I was like, we don't understand this. I don't even know how banks work. I'm 12. I'm not even 13 yet. (laughs) I don't even know, really, what the government is. I don't know the difference between Congress and the other one. Are they all the same? And he's like, let's talk about... See, these are things I all still don't know, so... Yeah, but I'm just like, they really tried to get us to understand this, and I was like, hi, I'm 12. I don't know how to tie my shoes. Did you get... (laughs) Did you play those, like, current events games? No, we would have to, like, write a report and then stand in front of the class and give it. Also, can I tell you the funniest thing? (laughs) I would love that. Okay, so in eighth grade, we also had to do current events. And we just had to, like, do them once a week and just hand them in. And if you did them, you got points. And one time, this girl named Alyssa in my class, she forgot to do a current event. So she just wrote it really quickly before he went around and collected them. And this is what she made up. Oh, she didn't even find an article? She just made one up. Yeah, she made... That's so much... Because... Wow, I used to like write mine in class, but I had an actual article. This is fantastic. No, this I can't is the, wait. This is the title she came up with, and then she wrote a, a little summary blurb about it. But the title was <laughs> Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> I love this already. I love this already. Hidden Valley <laughs> Found. <laughs> <laughs> Someone found it. They like stumbled upon it. What? How did? So she? There's no way she, right? He gave her points for creativity. Oh my god! But are you like? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Hidden Valley Rich. Hidden Valley Found. It's so funny. 
That's so cre- that is actually like I that I would giggle at that. Right. That is you ha- you have to give points for that, right? right? That's what I would do. <sighs> I used to hate when like in college sometimes I wouldn't do readings and stuff and I would just like own up to it sort of on my paper. And then they get like zero points. And it's like, oh, you can't even like acknowledge me for giving you enough respect to not bullshit you with something that's nonsense that you actually have to read. Oh, I just always lied because I have a people pleasing con. Well, con. usually I did, but like one class I took, like the questions were so ridiculously specific to things I have no idea what they were about. Complex. That's the word I'm thinking of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, did you find an article? Of course I found an article. What do you mean found? I had I found an article like three days ago when I first started doing my prep for this episode, as I always do. Okay, what is it? <clears throat> Mine is um, just a little write-up about three breeds make debut at Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. Don't ask me which three breeds, okay. because it is New York Times, and I can't tell, because... I'm not making a profile, and I'm not a good enough hacker, you know? Yeah. When I was researching my article for this week, my articles, the it kept not saving the date. And so I was scrolling through the articles, and a bunch of them kept referencing a pandemic. And I was like, did we have a pandemic when I was 13 and I don't remember? What for was sure. it? Um, it was... It was actually, weirdly enough, it was a pandemic of, like, teen girls masturbating. Yeah, it was Just Say Me. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was Just Say Me, the pandemic. It, it scourged the land. Um, this article, or this episode, scourged my mind. This television program should not have existed. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Um, so... Should we get I'm into taking it? taking a hard stance now. Do you want to say anything more about your Westminster dogs? I don't know. Did you ever, do you ever watch those? No. No, I just, this one made me, I was like, oh, this kind of links to Secret Life because, um. Moose. The Jennifer Coolidge connection. Um, because she was in the, uh, the film Best in Show, which is like a mockumentary about, oh. um, dog show people. I believe she shares a lesbian kiss with Jane Lynch in the movie. So fun. Yeah. For anyone to come up on the pod, there's someone in the episode named for you. They're really just ripping names straight out of our lives lately. And it's kind of pissing me off. Let's get into the episode. Yeah, let's do it. Um, We gotta. We start with, we're in the Jurgens kitchen yeah, and we got some jazzy organ going on, which means some shenanigans are going to start happening. They are afoot. Um, Ruben and George are playing poker, and Ricky walks in because it's the night of the dance, and he's watching John. Which and I'm glad. I fully thought we were never going to see this dance. Too. You know, like, I thought this was going to be, like, the 18th plot point on the show where they build it up really big, and then we do not see it. Yeah. But George is just like immediately pissed at Ricky because Ricky says some remark about how he likes to spend time with his son. And George is like, yeah. oh, is that pointed at me? 
And it's like, what the fuck, George? It's like, obviously it's not. Yeah. Like, he's just saying that he doesn't want to, like, he just wants to hang out with his kid. Yeah. Like, that's cool. You shouldn't be, like, biting his head off over that. And Ruben invites him to play poker with them. And Ricky's like, no, it's okay. I'll go, like, read a book or watch TV or something. Yes. Okay, so here's my question. How many forms of poker can you play with two people? That I literally, I have in parentheses, can you play poker with only two people, question mark? I truly can't think of any game that would be fun with two people. Like, I think you could potentially. They're actually playing, like, Spit, or, like, they're playing War. That would be so funny if they were playing War. (laughs) You see them just flipping cards. Yeah. They're playing War, War for sure is one of those games that sounds like a better idea than it is. Oh. You know, like you get 10 minutes into a game of War and you want to die. I play that all the time with the six-year-old I nanny. And every time she suggests it, I'm like, first of all, you don't even know which numbers are bigger than other numbers. So I have to tell you every time if you won or if you lost. Oh, and that's embarrassing to you to, like, have that kind of rubbed in your face if you lost. I don't even... It just draws the game out so long. Yeah, and it's already such a long it game. Because it's completely up to chance. Yeah. But... Anyway, so... Ricky... Okay, so Ruben invites him, and he's like, no, I'll go watch TV or read a book or something. And... Ruben's like, why? And George you is don't... like, is that some sort of dig at us? You think we can't read books? I I read, you know. No. Yeah, I've got a magazine on motorcycles right next to my net bedstand. Um, Ruben's like, oh, your perfect night isn't like spending time with us. And Ricky s- says, no, like it doesn't bother me if that's what you're asking. Like I would spend time with you. And George says. Really? It doesn't bother you? Because if I was sitting across the table from the father of the girl I got pregnant and the father of the girl I'm now sleeping with, and Ruben goes, George, do you mind? And he points at him and he goes, sorry! It would absolutely scare the living... He was going to say shit out of me. But Ruben uh, interrupts him. That was funny. That little part part where he's like, if... (laughs) <laughs> if I was sitting across the table from the father of the girl I got pregnant and the father of the girl I'm now sleeping with, sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, this, oh my gosh. George is just being, he's being a real George right yeah. now, you know? And then. It's just, no, no one in this family can just talk out their feelings, you know? They all just have oh to be God. like rude and passive aggressive to each no. other until someone finally just blurts it out for sure because george and ashley both do the same thing this episode where they're just like really pissy and mean but they refuse to talk about what's bothering them i literally have that as a note later they are addicted to never talking about their feelings yes they have to wait until the most dramatic moment to yell it in front of people right so Ricky decides that he will play poker with them and George is like big mad and as soon as Ricky sits down he looks at Ricky and goes you kissed Amy and Ruben kind of is like what the fuck you kissed Amy what the fuck yeah and And again Ashley is the worst sister in the world oh my god for sure she like uh, yeah 
not only does she never support Amy, never, like, does anything to, like, help her with when she knows stuff about her relationship. The fact that she wouldn't tell Amy about Ben and Maria on the beach, but immediately narked to George that Amy and Ricky kissed without even talking to Amy to get the situation. Ridiculous. It's messed up. I, I'm very done with Ashley, frankly. Yeah. John is a real one, though. He wakes up right at this moment. Yes. To, you know, get Ricky out of there. So Ricky goes to take care of him. And we move to the gym in the Ulysses S. Grant High School. So exciting. We get to see it. Yes. And my note here is just mother-daughter dance looks lit. Really? It looks so much fun. There's like 18 people there. Yeah, there's like 12 people there. They're all in the bleachers. Wow. And they're all just watching Maya Bialik do the chicken dance. Yeah. She's this, ha- she's having the time of her fucking life. It's so awkward. She's in her Joker area era for sure. <laughs> you know, like How this, much do you have to get paid to be okay with doing stuff like this? The thing is I is just, that if this was a comedy and you asked me to do that, and it was, like, making fun of yourself and being silly for, like, silly sake, and people were going to yeah. laugh at you, sure, I would do I would do that. Yeah. I this did not laugh full, at this. This is fully clowning and doing it. Because I, I have it noted, too, she's doing the chicken dance poorly, not in rhythm with the song, which the song was probably added in post, so not entirely her fault, but... She looks foolish. Um, my biggest note here was just, forget Emmy nominations. How did Mayim get hired after this? <laughs> if this is on her reel and I'm a casting director, I'm saying, fuck Blossom. I don't give a shit. That's, You're going nowhere near my show. That's funny. Um, uh, <laughs> I also wrote that I now understand absurdism. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, <laughs> we go to the theme, cause yeah, and we return to the dance, and Doctor Bink is welcoming everyone, and she yeah. says, "If dancing's not your thing, be a great guest at the party we call life." And then "Love Story" by Taylor Swift starts playing. I cannot believe they shelled out the money to license "Love Story" for this. Also, it plays no purpose in the entire story. They start playing it, and it's like the middle of the song. That's not how playing songs works. <laughs> That's so true. It starts at the beginning. Yeah. It's just wild to me that they like they were like, okay, we need some real music for a change. Let's throw Taylor Swift on in the background of a nothing scene over a boombox, obviously. <laughs> While all our characters are just shooting the shit. Taylor Swift, who literally just weeks before had won four Grammy not- Grammy awards. Yes, yes. Uh, look at that. Biblical I just can't context helps. It it honestly makes so many of these things make sense. Because I just know next week we're gonna have a storyline where Moose tries to enter the Westminster Dog Show and finds out that his breed is not one of the ones it's that true. was let in. Um, Do you mean small horse? Because that's what Moose is. (laughs) I love making you laugh. What do you mean? I love making you laugh. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Okay. What were you going to say? 
I don't know, I'm just really... I got so caught up on them wasting a Taylor Swift drop, you know? Like, there were so many... If you're gonna shell out for Love Story, one of the most iconic songs of that time... Have them, like, like, be kissing in the rain or something. That's the thing. Put it in the background of, like... You know, how many times have these characters broken up and gotten back together? Well, they did use it later... Do you remember, like, the slowed-down reverb version of it while Ben and Adrian are slow-fucking in the car? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I genuinely was thinking about it. I'm like, wait. Did that happen? Um, I just can't believe that they were allowed to show dick and balls on ABC (laughs) Family, you know? So... Um, but that, honestly, though, like, that would have been a time for a Taylor Swift drop was, like, during that scene. Oh, for sure. You know, like, literally any other time. Like, obviously, and again, this is a post-Gossip Girl society. We know how to integrate popular music into a television show successfully at this point. Mm-hmm. And Brenda Hampton's like, no, we're gonna play it over a boombox and it's gonna sound bad and you're just gonna vaguely hear it echoing through this empty gymnasium. Yeah. And our other popular song we're gonna use multiple times. Yeah. Hey, I for- Hey, hey, you, you. I'd really like to see a callback to the the scene with John Mayer's daughters. Oh my god, right? Um, anyway. Um, so... This also, last episode, we discovered that there are 2,000 kids in this school. There are maybe 20, 30 girls yeah. that came to this dance, and that's being generous. Um, also, if you're the kind of person coming to a mother-daughter dance, why are none of them fucking dancing? I know. Listen, I used to work with adults with intellectual disabilities, and once a month, there would be a dance... And you would bring your clients and, like, a bunch of people were there. I can dance fully sober anytime, any place because of that. I'm great fun at weddings, even when the wedding is dry. Like, I will get up there and I will dance. And you're boring as hell if you won't. Yeah, for sure. Just kidding. I understand social anxiety and, like, not wanting to do that. But... Well, I get it. But, like, at... If you're... Again, if you're the kind of person coming to a mother-daughter dance... I feel like you're not really worried about social standing, you know? Yeah. Also, okay, anyway, so we kind of bop around the bleachers. And first we go to Amy and Ann and Ashley. And Ashley just wants to leave. They're all mad at each other. Ashley is mad about Amy kissing Ricky but won't come out and say it, which is annoying. Yeah, so like... Amy's so confused because she has no idea that Ashley saw anything. Yeah. So Madison comes up and grabs Amy and she tells Amy that she thinks that this is a social experiment and they're going to get grades on it. I did. She said that and I'm like, honestly, this tracks with the character of Dr. Wilhelmina Bing. Oh, for sure. I thought this was actually going to be a real thing. Um, But, you know, spoiler, it's just a bad dance. It's not a social experiment. Um, Lauren comes and she doesn't want to spend time with her mom. And Madison is like, um, why did you leave our moms alone? I don't want them talking to each other. Yeah. 
Also, if you don't want to spend time t- with your mom, again, why are you at the mother-daughter dance? Like, just don't tell your mother about it. Um, Amy says that she's ready for Jimmy when he calls. And they're like, oh, so you're going to have sex with him. And Amy's like, no, but I do have a condom in my purse. And Lauren says, no offense, but if you suck at kissing, why would he want to do the no pants dance with you? I'm paraphrasing. Oh, I was going to say, did she say that? No. Because that's really clever and I like that. But, I mean, valid. But also, again, Amy's not a bad kisser and she says that. She's like, I'm not a bad kisser. I know this for a fact. Um, meanwhile, we go. She's like, do you want to test out? Like, do you want to try it, Madison? Like, I can prove it to you right now. Oh, my God. Like, right. if you want to go to the bathroom, like, I, I can show no, you. No, they went to the clo- the janitor's closet. Don't you remember? Hot. Yeah. I, were you paying we should... attention to this episode at all? No. I was just thinking, one day, just for, like, a fun little joke, we should just make up and, enti- like, just improv an entire episode. <laughs> I feel like everyone would know. Oh, for sure. But, like, once people caught on, I think it would be very funny. If, if we're still doing this by, like, April 1st, hopefully people will have forgotten this little segment, and we should definitely do an That'd improv episode. That'd be so episode. funny, yeah. So, Amy... So, Maya is still dancing. We go, have a she little... She is dancing her little heart out. She is. So, we go to Ashley and Anne, and Anne is like, Ashley, what the fuck is happening? Ashley won't talk about it. Kathleen comes up, and Ashley books it out of there. She's like, okay, I'm not talking to both of you. Yeah. And Kathleen is just kind of pleasant. She's trying to make small talk and she's like, oh, George is watching Robbie? Well, he's really good with children. Well, you know, like, he was good to Grace when she needed to talk to someone. Grace isn't a child, you know. Yeah. And Anne's like, hmm. You're a bitch. I hate you. Yeah. Anne kind of sucks this episode. Oh, for sure. Believe it or not, you know? (laughs) After being just a paragon of virtue for this whole series... Um, um, no, I just hated the way she treated Kathleen throughout all of this because Kathleen's like oh, obviously like Cindy. anxious and making. Oh yeah, really. And again, these are both people that did fully sleep with her husband. But Kathleen, she can't get angry about because that was before they no, met. Oh yeah. Cindy, I can understand a little bit of hostility because yeah, she did true. kind of. You know, she was part of the reason the marriage ended. Not to blame it on Cindy because obviously George is the one who made the decision. Yeah. Um, but I can understand a little hostility to Cindy. There's no reason to be a bitch to Kathleen. I did fully forget that Cindy had slept with George, so. I tried to, because it just doesn't make sense. No, she's too hot for him. And he's too hot for her as well. So, Cindy comes up to Kathleen and introduces herself. They've never met, which is wild. I don't know. In high school, I think. No, they they definitely met that day. Remember when Ben got beat up? Oh, there was that awkward moment in the office where all of the women George has ever slept with were together. Yeah. Well, Anne wasn't there. Oh, yeah. Also the baby shower. No, never mind. Cindy wasn't at the baby shower. Yeah, no. So they definitely met before, but... But very briefly. And Cindy says that she's very excited to marry Ruben... And Kathleen immediately is like, oh, are we talking about marriage? Because I might marry Jeff. Which, I might keep that a little closer to the chest, Kathleen, just because you've talked about it a few times. 
Yeah, and Kathleen, she is like, yeah, it's soon, but I really want to be married. And I was like, same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Cindy says, I heard he's a doctor. And Anne is such a bitch. She goes, oh, another doctor? That's interesting. I mean, congratulations. Anne is such a... Yeah. We'll We'll come back to it towards the end of the episode because just note how much of a bitch Anne is in every interaction. Oh, for sure. And um, Cindy, oh no, Kathleen says he's an OBGYN. And Cindy goes, nice. And she goes, yeah, that's not why I'm marrying him though. What? Hey, why wouldn't you marry an OBGYN? Uh, I don't know. You want a man who knows his way around a, wait, what's an OBGYN again? Obstetrician gynecologist. Okay, you want a man who knows how to work around a pussy, you know? <laughs> That's just so weird. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why that would be, like, ideal. You know, like, it's not like... Wait, okay, so I don't know much about OBGYNs. They don't, like, counsel you on how to fuck good, do they? No, absolutely not. Okay, yeah, then, so there's no benefit to this. I just made... You know what they do? They give you pap smears. Oh, that's hot. I just made an appointment for another one. That's so hot. I'm so jealous. Do you want to come to my appointment with me? Yeah. I no. wouldn't. I don't want you there, so. No, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Cindy tells Anne that Ruben and George are playing cards together. I really like this, like, George-Ruben friendship. I feel yeah, like it makes... they're going to be swingers eventually. I hope so, but not in the way that's traditional. Like, I want Reuben and George to fuck. Yeah. Because I think that would make George a better person. Yeah. Anne didn't know that Reuben was over. Whatever. So then we go to Lauren's mom and Emily. Do we have a name for Lauren's mom? I feel like we did, but I don't remember it. We for sure did at some point. Um, She hasn't been given enough of a personality for it to stick. Yeah, In I probably mind? could go look at my old notes, but I know that I was gonna say, Madison's like, there's dad's a... name is Morgan. Yes, and Emily is her mom's name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but you also have to remember this is Brenda Hampton. Um, she didn't tell us Alice, Henry, Madison, or Lauren's names for the first half of season one. It's true. We didn't learn Anne's name until like episode eleven or something. Yeah, I think about that frequently. Wild. This... She's really good at world building. Yeah, it's really... You gotta pick up on environmental clues on her (laughs) character names and shit. Like, they did flash Anne's birth certificate in episode two, if you were paying attention. Oh my god. Ugh, so... It's spelled out in letters on the fridge, (laughs) but you have to unscramble them. It's... So, Lauren's mom and Emily are talking. It's a big uh uh-oh scene because... Emily, like, Lauren's mom is telling Emily about how Madison and Jack are part of, like, the Dead Parents Club with Grace and Ben. And Emily doesn't believe that's a real thing, which, like, okay. And then Emily tells Lauren's mom that Madison is kind of having sex. And then they both give Lauren and Madison and Amy the stink eye. And Lauren and Madison are like, that was bad. Whatever just happened between the two of them. Yeah, because, like, Lauren's mom kind of glares over, and Emily 
is really the same person as Madison in a lot of ways. Oh, in the best ways, yeah. It's so funny. And I'm like, I, I really hope we get more of this dynamic because the two of them are so similar. So then we go to Grace and Adrian on the bleachers and Adrian wants to know why Jimmy like hasn't called Amy. And Grace talks about how she, right now she's friends with Ben and she likes him. And Adrian yeah. kind of point blank is like, did y'all fuck? Also, are you, like, are you friends with Jack, the guy you had sex with, as in, like, friends with benefits? And Grace just turns around and goes, are you friends with Jack? Didn't you have sex with him, too? And Adrian goes, right, I almost forgot. Which seems like Which how I, sex would be with Jack would be. Yeah, I also almost forgot about that whole plot line, to be honest. This is the first episode. Didn't she just give him a blowjob? I think they did oral together, and it's never really expanded on if they did, you know, penetrative sex. I'm so disappointed. I'm going to have to update the L word chart to see that Adrian and Ben slept together. Hey, don't, don't, don't spoil it for the people who don't watch the show that just listen. So. I'm. It's in the end I, of this episode. I'm so disgusted by that. And we have to wait to talk about it because I'm... So, tune into our next episode, okay? And you'll hear me self-destruct on air. So, Adrian Um. says that she doesn't need friends because she loves Ricky. But she thinks that there's something going on between Amy and Ricky. She thinks that there's something... Oh, then she spins a whole story about Amy and Jimmy. And she's like... You know, I bet you this is what happened between the two of them. I didn't write it down because it wasn't interesting to me. Yeah, I was just like, I bet he fucked her and left her on the side of the road <laughs> and never called. And then because Gr- boys do that sometimes. And Grace tells her that she heard that Amy is a bad kisser. I I have written here bad jisser is spreading. I think I meant bad kisser. Yeah, and Adrian just responds by saying that sounds like some crazy Madison rumor. I love that they just know that half of Madison's rumors are not founded in reality. And then Grace says that she likes the way that Ben kisses. Disgusting. God. And that, like, he lets her lead. She likes being the more aggressive one in the relationship. And Adrian is like, yeah, I remember that from, like, when you told me about fucking Jack. Like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear anymore. And Alice comes up. Trauma. Yeah, for real. Alice comes up to fight Grace. She's like, I don't want you to hurt Ben. Yeah. And then she fully admits to Grace the most horrible thing, which is that Ben wanted to date her first, but she thought Amy was more attainable. Yes. And Grace (laughs) turns around and says, yeah, you know, I don't think I would have been attainable to Ben back then. True. You're not, you still shouldn't be attainable to Ben Grace, honestly. No. If she didn't have the whole, like, having sex killed my dad storyline, I feel like she wouldn't be attainable to Ben. For sure. She needed to be knocked down a few pegs by thinking that her sexuality murdered someone. Yeah. But that's the thing. If you think having sex kills family members, the easiest person to date would be Ben because there's so little sexual chemistry between him and anyone. It's true. That seems like a really safe form of, like, you know, 
it's an abstinence trick for sure. Date someone who is not sexy. Once again, you're bringing up our relationship drama on the pod. <laughs> well, that really like you can't complain because neither of us are sexually attracted to each other. We said we were getting into this relationship so we could get married for tax benefits, and now you're acting like I'm the bad guy for admitting that. Uh, my feelings are real, Jesse. Well, that's not my problem, is it? <laughs> we should go see Dr. Ken Fields to talk about it. I would love that. There's nothing I'd like more. So, But I don't really want to... I don't want a stranger telling me shit, you know? Like, I know myself best, and you you know yourself best. And if we can't make this work, no one can help. It's true. Anyway, okay. Adrian Um, asks Alice point blank if Amy and Ben had sex when they were together. And the way Alice is like, no. She keeps replying like she's fucking Severus Snape. I think she... She for sure has like a Slytherin tattoo now, right? Like the character of Alice. Oh, for sh- She's trying, she's doing her best Ashley in this scene, you know? Oh, that's a good, yeah. But, and you know why I noticed that? Because I was in the middle of writing a note when she popped up and I'm like, why is Ashley here? And then I looked up and it was Alice. Yeah, it's true though. Like very low, gravelly. Just kind of deadpanning everything. Yeah. Um, she she killed the pan. She did. Dead. So, Adrian thinks and, that Amy is having sex with someone. And she said, and let me tell you something. If Amy is having sex with Ricky. I'm having sex with Ben. And Grace goes, but I like Ben. I literally just told you I like Ben. I don't care. Ugh. Adrian. Adrian, I love you, but you might be a bad friend. You might be. Yeah. You might be the worst friend, actually. For real. That's just, there's no excuse for that. Yeah. Um, And Um, also, just a quick note, this is about the point where we switch back to royalty-free music. Yeah. So, like, if you're imagining this scene taking place, everything from where we noted that she started Love Story by Taylor Swift until right now is scored by a tinny boombox version of Love Story in the background. Just keep that in mind. Adrian says that there's one way to tell if Amy is having sex, but she doesn't elaborate. We don't see any more of that right now. Maya is still dancing. She is having the time of her damn life. So Fern, not my cat, Alice's mom. Yeah, we finally see Alice's mom. Um, So now I think the only parent, the only person we haven't seen a parental representation from is Henry. Griffin. Yeah, but he doesn't count because he's gay. I like how they were just like, remember Mark? Us either. What about Mark? The person that Ashley went on the date with. Oh, yeah. he. I sometimes wonder with this show if they tried, if they were like screen testing things and then removing elements as they were going. For sure. Because they really played up Mark like he was going to be someone and then he did immediately disappear. We met his his fucking mom. Yeah, we met his mother before we met anyone. Like, there were characters that were on this show for... We met his mother before we met Jack's mother. Do you know how ludicrous that is? Mm-hmm. That's still... That scene of 
Griffin and Mark's mother in the car is just wild to me. You mean the entire movie Love, Simon? It was Love, Simon. But what if Love, Simon felt homophobic? <laughs> so that it did. So... Fern comes up to Anne, Cindy, and Kathleen and asks to, like, join their little, you know, gathering. And she is very, she's trying very hard to make friends. And she's like, so who's going to Leo and Betty's wedding? And Anne hadn't even heard that they were engaged. And Cindy is like, I'm getting married too. And Anne just rolls her eyes. Anne is being such a... And Kathleen says that she might get married and Fern says Mazel Tov. And Kathleen just offers up that Jeff is Jewish. She's like, oh, he's Jewish. My husband passed away. And Anne goes, not even a year ago. And Kathleen goes, well, Anne just had a baby. Yeah. Which, you know what, Kathleen? Beautiful restraint up till now taking Anne's shit. For real. And Fern goes, I thought it was your daughter who had the baby. And Anne goes, it was both of us. And Anne then just announces to them that she's also getting married to her ex-husband. And Mayim is still dancing alone. She keeps dancing on her own. I was just going to say, this actually was the inspiration for Robin to write Dancing on My Own. Ugh. She was a big Secret Life stan. She actually listens to the pod. So, like, shout out Robin. Like, I know you've been writing in frequently. Um, we love your work, and we're glad that you love our work, too. Yeah. Also, Mayim's outfit is quite the moment of 2010. She's wearing, like, a strapless dress, but with, like, a cropped cardigan. It's a look. I probably I, wore something very similar to that. I did not. Moving on, we go to Ricky and Ruben and George. They're playing poker and Ricky. They're playing just, strip poker and... Um, they're all just down to their socks. Yeah. Except for... George is fully dressed for some reason, which really felt like a cop-out by the show, you know? Yeah. Jesse was disappointed. I was so angry. I was ready to see again, you know, cock and balls, you know? And we do see that later in the episode, but for now, I was. It's like they're edging me, you know? Um, enough of that. (laughs) So, Ricky guesses that it was Ashley who told George about the kiss, and George doesn't believe him when he says that Amy asked him to kiss her because her friends told her she was a bad kisser. Which, some slight revisionist history, if I do recall. Right, because he offers that, right? Because he for sure, like, she would not have asked if he hadn't offered, and he does conveniently leave out that he did offer initially. However, he does make some points where he's like, you all need to stop acting like Amy has no... Autonomy. Autonomy or a sense of what she's doing. Like, she's not this, like, innocent little girl who knows absolutely nothing. Like... She does. She can make choices, and sometimes mm-hmm. those choices aren't good. John starts crying again, or no, Robbie starts crying, and George goes to go take care of him. And Ricky and Ruben have a little conversation. He's like, "It was like I was kissing my sister." Yes. Um, I do need to offer a little correction. You were correct initially, actually. 
John starts crying. Oh, um, yeah. George is so angry, he just gets up and goes, and Ricky's like, so that was, like, for sure John. Should I, like, go in there? And Ruben's like, no, just let him do it. Yeah. Ricky tells Ruben that it was like kissing his sister, and Ruben's like, oh, is that what you're gonna tell Adrian when you tell her? And Ricky's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not telling Adrian. And Ruben's like, well, you are, actually. Because yeah. otherwise I will, and like, that's not fair to Adrian. And George comes back with John. Just to be annoying really quick, this kid's sleep schedule is fucked up. A kid John's age should not be waking up multiple times during the night. What is John's age? I'm guessing, I mean, really, babies should be sleeping through the nights. This is not, if your baby's not sleeping through the night, I'm not coming for you. But to, they are actually. They're saying that you're bad and you should feel bad. Stop that. I of course not. But typically, Aaron loves to shame new parents. I hate that. <laughs> Babies should start sleeping through the month. What? Baby sleeping through the month? Through the entire month. <laughs> they hibernate. No, babies should start sleeping through the night in between four and six months. Basically, when they drop a middle of the night like feeding schedule. Yeah. Um, so question, do you think part of the problem could be that it's probably like 6.30 to 7 and Ricky has already put him down for the night? I mean, the baby I like, nanny school's... goes to sleep at 7. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'm guessing it's probably later than that because it's like dark outside. And How late like, do you my... start a school function dance, though? My school dances didn't start until like 8 p.m. Really? Yeah. I don't, I actually have no idea when our school dances started because I would just kind of roll in whenever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. Just kidding. I couldn't do that because I was always on court. Also, like, if a baby wakes up, don't take him out of the dark room to, like, the lightly lit kitchen. Yeah, that will, any chance of getting him back to sleep quickly is ruined. (laughs) You don't even want to make eye contact with a baby when they wake up. That's, like... I don't want to make eye contact with a baby in any situation. Frankly, those little fuckers scare me. Anyway, so Ricky takes John and walks off, probably to go try to put him down again. And Ruben is like, George, what if Amy did ask Ricky to kiss her? And George is like, well, whose side are you on? And Ruben's like, Adrian's, which is fair. Yeah, that that's the side he should be on, frankly. I mean, yeah. So then we go to Jack's bedroom. His phone rings. It's Madison calling him. And he's not dancing. Him. No, he's... He did not take Madison's instructions to keep dancing. That's true. And he has, like, kind of had a come-to-Jesus moment. He's like, I think I've been treating you all wrong. He has. Yeah, for sure. He's been, like, using her for sex. And, and like, straight up telling her that as well in a yeah. very rude way. Jack adequately apologizes. His apology is good. And he says he wants to take things slower and get to know each other better. And he thinks they can be more than just sex. Like, they they can be girlfriend, boyfriend. And Madison is like, God, do you have to be such good friends with Grace? And yeah, he's like, but... no, not if it's going to come between us being boyfriend and girlfriend. And Madison's like, great. Stop being friends with her. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that. Me neither. Um... I understand it because I feel like I'd like it better if she was like 
like I don't like the don't be friends with Grace period, but I do understand being a little insecure about like the closeness of their friendship when Jack has also said like to your face repeatedly that like he thinks he's Grace's boyfriend. Yeah. But I don't like like controlling who people are friends with. Oh, for sure. I think that's bad actually. Then we go to Ben's bedroom. Him and Henry are playing cribbage, and Henry doesn't... Big virgin energy in that room. Oh, I forgot you like cribbage. I'm sorry. Look, I'm not... (laughs) Oh, no, they're gone. They've silenced their mics. Look, for the listener at home, I'm not saying that cribbage is a bad game. I'm just saying that a lot of virgins like cribbage, and that's not saying anything. It's like chess. Chess is also a virgin's game. If you play chess, even if you're fucking every night, you're still a virgin. I hate to tell you that. Virginity is a state of mind. Wow, they really just... They said no. And they left. Yeah, Aaron's really showing their ass right now. Because, you know... They're basically saying that virgins suck and that virgins are bad people, which I never would say um, as someone who famously identifies as a virgin. (laughs) I think virgins are really cool and I don't want to be I don't want to be like canceled in association with Aaron for their stance that virgins are bad people. I made it through the wilderness. Made it through. Didn't know how lost I was until I found you. I had to pee. No, it's fine. I explained to our audience how much you hate virgins and think that they're bad people. (laughs) So that's not true at all. I don't know. It just you seem very upset. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not my fault fault that no one wants to touch my dick, Aaron. (laughs) They're gone again. Well, Okay, let's get through this. So... Yeah, please, I can't keep talking about this. Ben and Henry are playing cribbage. Henry doesn't like the game. He thinks it's confusing, and he doesn't actually want to play. He just wants to hear about Ben and Grace. And guess what? Henry is right. Yeah. Um, I just have this note that says he's friends with all of them because Ben says that he's friends with Maria and Grace and Amy. I don't think Ben knows what friendship looks like. No, I don't think so. Because so far, anything we've seen him interacting with Amy since then has been him trying to control her. Oh, for sure. Um, Alice shows up and she's like, yeah, we left the dance early because my mom has no social skills, which... I get it. Her mom was trying. Her mom was not the problem in that group of moms. I will tell you that right now. (laughs) Anne also should have left because she does not have social skills, apparently. Yeah. Um, Also, isn't Alice's mom like a therapist? I was about to say that. Don't you kind of need good social skills to an extent? Yeah. So Henry is horny, as always. Um, Wait a second. Time out before we get to, you know, Henry being horny. 
Didn't Alice also say that her mom was the court-appointed therapist for Dr. Wilhelmina Bink? And now we put these two people in the same room and we do not reference it? Wait, I would have loved to see an interaction. Except I bet you Alice's mom loves HIPAA. And so the rule is that her mom couldn't go up to Dr. Bink. Mm. Dr. Bink would have to, like, make first contact with her. But the thing is, we know she doesn't love HIPAA that much because Alice does know That's true. That's that's very true. (laughs) I just, I, I just thought of that. Wow. I guess, though, if you have, like, a court-appointed therapist and then, like, the therapist's notes have to be used for like the case oh that's true i feel like everyone knows who it is yeah that was part of the book i just read so oh the the pro cop book yeah said was like bad changing no get the fuck out of here i actually you said it really gave you a new respect for the police do you like my blue lives matter shirt (laughs) just kidding i'm wearing a that's disgusting so they're wearing a just say me shirt (laughs) okay so henry's horny ben goes into this whole thing about how it wouldn't have been right if he had had sex with amy because like of ricky he always wanted to have sex with amy he still likes amy he was worried about getting her pregnant so that's why he never had sex with her and he was afraid but he doesn't feel the same way about getting grace pregnant and alice is like well it makes sense you know 25 percent of teen mothers get pregnant again within two years. And yep. Henry's like, there's no way Amy Jerkins would get pregnant again. Yeah, this whole I, conversation. Th- I, don't I don't need. Yeah, I don't really. That's the thing. Whenever you put Ben, Alice, and Henry on the screen, it's bullshit that I don't care about, yeah. frankly. So when you go- put them together, I should say. Yeah. I get some chuckles out of Alice and Henry alone. So we go to commercial break. We come back where it, it's just Ben alone in his bedroom and Leo comes in and Ben is like, I want to talk to you about something. They talk about sex and how it wasn't rational for Ben to think Amy would get pregnant again and how now he's going to go over to Amy's and so he can like explain this to her and he wants to get back together with Amy and he likes Grace, but it's not like Amy. He loves Amy. He wants her back. And Leo is like, um, why don't you sleep on that? Yeah, which honestly normalized sleeping on shit because like For real. So many times I've been like, this is a fantastic idea. I go to sleep, I wake up, and I'm like, I cannot believe I almost did that. Mm-hmm. He tells him that it's stupid and Amy would not like to hear what he just said, which is true. And he's like, That's why- the th- it's so insulting. <laughs> what oh yeah for sure like yeah i actually i broke up with you because i figured if we ever slept together you'd get pregnant yeah that would piss me off and leo rightly tells him to like take his time and get to know his feelings a little bit better i love that for them um i also said put ben in therapy yes please because this boy obviously has some you know, stuff yeah. that he needs to work through. And that's okay. That's beautiful even. But you actually have to do the work then. Yeah. And Leo encourages Ben to think about it more. 
Yeah, when Leo decided to pivot to good parenting, he really pivoted hard. Oh, I'm happy for him. I think it's he's been Betty's doing influence. a good job for. Yeah, it definitely because it definitely he was a bad father until Betty came along, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's been a lot more consistently good. We go back to the school. We're in the hallway. Emily and Lauren's mom are talking again about sex, and Lauren's mom thinks girls having sex in high school are making the wrong decision. Which, okay. Who can say? It's different for everyone's. For some, it is the wrong decision, probably. For others, it's probably fine. Yeah. Ashley is listening, and then they both admit that both of them had sex with the wrong guy for the first time, even though they had it at different times. Lauren's mom was married, and Emily was a senior in high school. So they kind of walk off, and then Ashley and Grace have a conversation, because Grace also overheard this. And she thinks that it's helpful to know others' first time was with the wrong guy, which I'm happy for her to have that. Also, this is just a side note, but in the background, there's a vending machine. And taped to the side of the vending machine is a piece of paper with the recycle sign on it. And it says, never forget. (laughs) Or it says, never again, something like that. And I was like, what is so funny? What is this alluding to? Didn't you realize they actually are going to school at the Alamo? <laughs> like, never forget to recycle. Never forget the I Recycle Boys t-shirt. That actually Because I haven't. I will not, and I refuse to. I wouldn't want to. No. It's the one thing from this show that remains pure and untainted in my mind. Hee hee hee, you said taint. What's that? What do you mean? Like, what's funny about that? So Grace tells Ashley that, like, Kathleen told her that Anne is getting married again. Yeah. And this, I'm like, okay, so she for sure just blurted that out for attention, right? Oh, like, yeah. she's not actually planning no, on no, no, marrying no. George. Like, none of us think that for a second, no. right? And Ashley is freaked, and she runs away. Amy comes up to Ashley in the hallway, and they're both confused about Anne getting married again. Adrian comes up and wants to talk to Amy alone. And Ashley's like, get the fuck out of here. We're dealing with something. Like, you're a bitch. Don't talk to us. Yeah. And Adrian's like, well, I'm going to see Ricky later. Amy, do you have a condom? And this is the one surefire way that Adrian has found to tell if Amy's having sex, apparently. And Amy indeed has one. And she gives it to... Adrian, here's the thing. She took a condom from Ashley. Yep. And she put it in her purse. Mm-hmm. She did. She, she now has a clutch that she took to this dance. <laughs> She's been carrying it around. She moved it to the clutch for the mother-daughter dance. Was she hoping to get with a MILF? For sure. She's like, yeah, I need to get with one of these um, lonely MILFs in my area. And I do need a penile condom for that. You can cut them to make dental dams. I don't know what that means. (laughs) If at any point I need to know that, I will let you know, though. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'll I'll send you a YouTube video. Thank you so much, because... It's a five-minute crafts video of how to make a dental dam. (laughs) I will definitely keep that in mind if i get into the position of um you know ever dating anyone with a vagina yeah so 
We go to George's house. The jer- What? We go to the Jerkins house, not George's. And George answers the phone and it's Ben. And very loudly he says, hey, ex-boyfriend, we miss you around here. If my father said that to my ex, I would fucking kill him. Yeah. Um, Ben wants to swing by and bring a pizza. And he's like, oh, also I heard congratulations are in order because you're getting married again. And George goes, I am? These rumors travel so ridiculously fast. Yeah, they do. So we go back to the dance. Anne and Ashley and Amy are talking. And Anne admits that she made it up because she felt judged by the other women. And here I do have to say, Anne, shut the fuck up. You're the one who was judging everyone. Oh, yeah. That's why I think it was so important to note all the times she was being just like a major bitch. And I mean, I also get it. Like, I feel like walking into that situation where you're like, I don't know who the father of my son is. And like, everyone knows my business. And like, my daughter also had a baby at 15. Yeah. No, I understand it. But I would understand it more if she hadn't just spent the last episode being like, hmm, Kathleen's already getting married. Huh. Yeah, I get Yeah. I'm like, oh, sure. I wish Cindy would stop talking about her wedding. Be the change you want to see in the world. Oh my gosh, who said that? Me. Wow, you should write that down. Like, I think you're on to something. I actually saw it in this movie called Monte Carlo. Is that the Selena Gomez one? Yeah. So anyway, so Anne is feeling judged and Amy goes, welcome to my world. And Ashley, just like the empathetic creature that she is, goes, you created your world. And it's like. That was such like a hard, like ridiculously like intense way to say whatever she's trying to say. Yeah. Um, Anne is confused about their feelings towards each other. Yes. And for the record, Amy's also confused. She does not know what Ashley's problem is. And Adrian comes up and thanks Amy for the condom. Which, petty queen, actually. That's so funny to do that right in front of Anne. For real. And Madison and Lauren oversee and they're like, oh, what the fuck is that? And Adrian keeps walking to Cindy and Kathleen and Grace and she's like very smug. And then Anne asks Amy why she has the condom. And Ashley is like, is that why you kissed Ricky? You wanted to have sex with him? And oh Anna's just flabbergasted. She just got a lot of new information oh, in such a short amount of time. For sure. And Ashley is like, well, I only gave her one condom, so clearly she didn't have sex. And then yeah. all of a sudden, my um, Dr. Bank oh, is like, the dance is God. over. But before you leave, I want to tell you a story. This my spine melted into my <laughs> intestines. I don't, I, nothing could have prepared me for this turn that this episode takes right here. So the thing about the story is, I guess it's valuable, but why wouldn't you share this at the beginning of the Thank dance? Thank you! That's literally what I said. Like, lead with this so that you don't have a solid three hours of you dancing alone while everyone else stands awkwardly. And no one, like, has a positive interaction with each other. Yeah, for sure lead with this story. So, 
the story that Dr. Binks shares is that her grandmother and her sister spent a few years in a concentration camp. And they only found the will to continue living because they lived like vicariously through their memories of dancing with their mother while their father played the violin. That's why she started these dances was that she wanted to create that memory for other people and also to like stop the wars between women and the wars within and the wars in high school. Very briefly, yes. she compares high school to a concentration camp. Which she does say like, I know that's not like a real comparison. Yeah. Which I did appreciate that she at least made that reference. Me too, because if she made that reference and if she would if she would have left it, that would have been like it's already like kind of on iffy grounds. If she hadn't qualified it, that would have been like full on offensive, probably. Oh, for sure. But Um, that's like actually like when the words concentration camp fell out of Mayim's mouth. I was like, there's no way this could end well. No, absolutely not. But honestly, like, it kind of... I was like, this is actually kind of... Oh, yeah. Like, I understand the daughter... Mother-daughter dance now, and, like, it's actually kind of sweet, and, like... But it would have been such important context. Yes! For sure! No! That's literally my... I have two notes here. One is... Mean Girls is Shaking... Oh, and two for sure. is like lead with that, maybe like yeah. the The decision to put this at the end before the final dance is baffling, and yeah, it's just wild. She asks everybody. She goes on this long thing, and basically, she's like, "If you've ever bullied someone, or you've been bullied, come dance with me." If you've ever been jealous of someone or wanted what they have, come dance with me. If you've ever felt insecure or ugly, come dance with me. Join me, mothers and daughters, to stop the meanness that happens in the hallway. I believe women have the power to stop the wars in the world, but also the ones inside. It's very fun because as she's giving all these examples, it cuts to the female cast member that needs to hear it. Yeah, and, and they're all, like, to, crying. Yes, I was gonna say, I noticed it especially when it comes to Adrian. Her eyes are, like, watering, and yeah. she's fully crying. And I'm like, this is Give hilarious. Francia an Emmy. Yes, she's gonna get one for How I Met Your Father. Or How I Met Your Dad, or whatever. <laughs> What'd she just get cast in? How I Met Your Daddy. No, How I Met Your Father. Okay. Which does not roll off your tongue like How I Met Your Mother. It also, this is its second attempt to get off the ground. You know, Greta Gerwig was initially supposed to star in it, like, ten years ago before she, like, started winning Oscars and shit. Yeah. So, I thought you were going to say Greta Thunberg, and I was like, what? I I, I get those two confused sometimes in my mind. (laughs) Um, Like, I've never said it out loud, but every once in a while, someone will be talking about one or the other, and I'm like, damn, it's amazing. That she can fight so hard against climate change while also making little women. <laughs> so, um, they start dancing. To the Hava Nagila. Yeah. For whatever reason, that's the last song on um, Wilhelmina Binks' 
party playlist. And Mayim grabs Anne's hand and Ashley, they all kind of like join hands and start doing this dance in a circle. And Grace just kind of looks at Adrian very quickly and is like, whatever you're thinking, like, don't do it. Oh, and yeah. It, it was it that Adrian was going to gonna kiss out. Grace. That makes more sense. I was confused for like three minutes where I'm like, what is she referring to? Like, Adrian has made no move to do anything right yeah. now. But Grace just knows. She has such an intimate knowledge of Adrian that she knows that she's scheming. She does. So then we go to the Jurgens household. Ben is at the door and Amy opens it. And kind of immediately admits, she's like, look, if this is about me kissing Ricky, it was only a kiss. Like, whatever. And yeah. Ben is like, well, good night. I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to take this pizza, too. Ben can fuck all the way off with this. Like, you were making out with Maria. You were doing all these things during your relationship. Like, you can't be angry that she had one kiss with the father of her child when you weren't together. Oh, for sure. So she shuts the door and turns around and George is there. And he's like, why'd you do that? He's a nice guy. And it's like, you're right, George. Let's like pretend the whole history hasn't happened. And Ben, like, let's spare Ben's feelings, I guess, because. That's the thing. You know, we've seen over and over again this season that Ben is not a nice guy, actually, especially with the way the end of this relationship went down. Um, yeah. yeah. And George is like, oh, he's good for you. But then Amy says a beautiful line where she's like, I don't care if he's good for me. Yeah. Which I loved. I honestly love Amy in this moment of this episode. Like this scene just felt like she was a real person for the first time in maybe this series. Oh, yeah. Because she also... (laughs) Is she talking about Jimmy? She's talking about Jimmy or something, and she's like... Yeah, because Jimmy's like... Well, because George is like, I don't worry, Jimmy will call. Yeah. And then I feel like Amy's like, oh, whatever, because it's not something wrong with me. There's something wrong with any guy who doesn't want to be with me. Yeah. Which is beautiful to me, as someone who... (laughs) agrees that there's something wrong with any guy who doesn't want to be with me i said i my note is there's something wrong with any guy who doesn't want to be with her with five question marks after it i this is part of why i I love that line because i relate to it so heavily um this is where i can tell that amy's a leo even if she's not yeah and she says Um, she's like i could have the guy that every girl wants if she if i wanted to you know she could have ricky which is he Which, really the guy that every girl wants? Like girls, he's a charmer. Yeah. Girls only um, want one thing and it's disgusting. <laughs> they that makes her feel good about herself and Amy's like I wanted to kiss Ricky but he also wanted to kiss me. But also kissing Ricky wasn't wonderful. It kind of like broke the spell that like we should be together and she only now realizes that like, she did this to Adrian, and Adrian's been so nice to her, so she feels bad. And, and yeah, Amy thinks that Ricky loves Adrian. And then we just kind of, like, move on. And George is like, okay, well, all that stuff you just told me, I don't give a shit about. I think I'm yeah. going to sleep in the bedroom with your mom tonight. 
Yeah, he really does just blow past this, again, like, this kind of monologue that was the first time I've really, like, rooted for Amy this entire series. Because I'm like, I don't agree with her for a lot of it, but this feels like the first time that she's actually, like, given some sort of depth and, like, some emotions that aren't necessarily, like, clean cut and, like, overact, you know? Yeah. It was really interesting to hear her, like, work through these problems, and I would have loved to have seen her get to do it with a character who would give her something other than just be like, yeah, cool, whatever, I'm gonna go fuck your mom. Yeah. And he thinks this because Anne said to the women that, like, they're gonna get remarried. Yeah, and Amy's like, uh, you might wanna, um, you know, like, let let her tell you that, because, yeah. um, you're gonna be disappointed right now if you go in with that expectation. And also, she, like, goes to leave, and he's like, oh, and also, Adrian's being nice to you. She wants to be friends with you. Keep letting her tell you that. And it's like, what? What the fuck does that... I I was so confused what that meant. Me too. I said my note on that is confusing. That's a really good note. Thank you. That actually sums out everything I was feeling about it. So we go to Grace in the Bowman's kitchen. The phone rings. It's Adrian. And Grace is worried about her. And Adrian is just doing like full Charlie Day in It's Always Sunny, where he's like, you know, at the serial killer board, essentially. Yeah. And she's like, Ben is apparently, Ben is parked in front of Amy's house. Why is he parked out there? Amy and Ricky had to have sex. Why is he there? She conspiracy theory full conspiracy theory mode yes and she refuses to like find out what actually happened oh yeah which like you know what if she would have halted until she knew the whole story this would be an entirely different show no one on this show has ever taken five seconds to verify what they think they know you know her prefrontal cortex is not fully developed yes and the thing is too she has no reason to trust Ricky. No. Like, I I don't want to excuse anything she does at any point that's not good, but Ricky's kind of driven her mad in a way with his behavior, and every time they get closer, he does something awful to her. Yeah. So, like, I understand where she's coming from in this moment, which, not to say that I agree with what she ends up doing yeah so who she ends up doing as it were for sure and grace is so sweet and she's like i really hope ben and amy aren't getting back together because i really like ben but like that might be why he's out there like and that's okay if that's what's gonna happen like yeah she's like processing some real feelings and like Adrian's being like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And Adrian's like, ooh, maybe I'll reach out to Ben. Wink, wink. And Grace and, is like, what the fuck? I yeah. literally just said that I think I really like him. What are you doing to and me? She, she's like, did you learn nothing at the dance tonight? And Adrian's like, yeah, I learned that girls are mean and competitive and vindictive. <laughs> and Adrian's like, and and Grace calls her out on it, and she's like, so do you want to be the most mean, the most competitive, and the most vindictive girl, or do you want to, like, move past this? And Adrian's like, no, I definitely want to be that, especially if Amy slept with Ricky. <sighs> and Adrian is like, my note on this is, 
Grace is talking her off the ledge. Adrian is being crazy, like legit crazy. No, like she legitimate, like it's worrying the way oh, she's acting for right sh- now. No, like I don't really use the word crazy. Yeah. So it was something big for me to use that word. Yeah, she's definitely like kind of in a crisis right now and she needs literally, any, like she needs, I just feel like she needs someone to be with her right now. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, like, if I'm Grace and I'm hearing this in Adrian, like, I'm kind of hopping in my car and driving I'm calling over. her parents. Yeah, I'm doing something. So Adrian goes down to the kitchen and Ruben comes down and he's like, did you talk to Ricky? Because he was supposed to come over. Ricky didn't come over. And Ruben is like, I think Ricky is maybe uncomfortable with you meeting his family. That might be, like, causing him to push you away if you catch my drift. Yeah. You know, like, Ricky is looking elsewhere for things because he feels a lot of pressure. And Adrian gets the message. Yes, and she takes it as confirmation that, yes, Ricky did fuck Amy. Yeah. Which, Ruben, maybe be a little bit more clear. Your daughter, in previous episodes, legitimately threw her phone through a plate glass window. Yeah, also, like... Your daughter is the Hulk. Yeah, and, like, maybe give Ricky a chance to talk to her still like yeah i don't know so we go outside adrian approaches ben's car do we think ben is driving that mercedes benz a mercedes benz (laughs) that he hit um ricky's prius with probably spoiled Um, little bitch boy my first time was also in a mercedes benz just kidding really no My My first first time time, was on a dorm bed. Oh, my first time. I hope it's magical. (laughs) It's going to be in the Motel 6, Jesse. God, I wish. (laughs) Um, Ben is thinking about things, and Adrian offers to keep him company. My note is, they're going to fuck. My note is, no, Adrian, this is fucking gross. Not this. (laughs) Anything but this. (laughs) Um, she left her phone on the counter in the kitchen and Ricky called her and he doesn't leave a message. Instead, he texts her. It says, I love you. My note on that is gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And it's my, so brave of you to say that. My brother and sister-in-law sent their engagement photos to our family group <laughs> chat and I just responded, Gay. <laughs> It's beautiful. But um, anyway, so that's the episode. This episode, I hated the way this ended. I was having such a, not a good time with this episode, but I was having a few chuckles. Yeah. Um, I hated this ending so much. Me too. This ending can die in a fire this show i don't know i just if you were on this show will disguise your voice and you can come on and talk you wrote for this show so just (laughs) (laughs) there were other writers (laughs) jeffrey rogers if you want to come on the pod and talk some shit um, actually, no, if you want to come and defend yourself for what the fuck you did here today, 
I'd love to hear it. It's just absolutely wild. I'm just, I'm so tired. My sleep paralysis demon is now my Bialik doing the fucking chicken dance. <laughs> Slightly offbeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, do you have anything? any more thoughts? Yeah, I thought I wasn't going to make it after this. I thought I was going to physically perish. My heart started hurting. I started this episode and the initial interaction between Ruben and George is like very funny. And yeah. it's very like fast paced. And so I texted George, or I texted Jesse, sorry. Did you just and call me George? Yeah, I texted Jesse. So you Jessie. do think I'm hot. <laughs> I texted Jesse and I was like, uh, I sent him a voice message that I was like, oh, I just started it. It's so funny. Blah, blah, blah. I'm enjoying it. And he's like, I'm glad you're enjoying it because soon enough you'll probably want to die too. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, I think like five minutes later I wrote, okay, I want to die. Jail. This episode is the messiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Jesse recently read the book, um... Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid and yeah, on that's... his Goodreads um, <laughs> review he just wrote I love mess and that's all <laughs> I could think of during this episode was I love mess and this yeah. is the messiest thing I've ever seen it's so messy um, yes also do follow me on Goodreads I, I'm trying to make that my go to social media platform I do a lot of shit posting and um, thirst traps over there do you have a story graph? I'm sorry, what? The It's another book tracking app. No. Oh. You've told me about it. I refuse to use it. Okay. Because I barely... I'm so proud of myself for being dedicated enough to Goodreads this year that I've actually... I've never gone more than two months on Goodreads consecutively. Oh, really? And I've used it this entire year. Wow, I'm proud of you. I just like the validation of the reading challenge. Since I do not use social media personally, Goodreads is like my main form of social media. And so I'll like comment on a lot of people's posts and like like things. And every time I like talk to my sister-in-law, I'll be like, oh, I saw you were reading this book. Like, did you enjoy it? And she's like, I literally just updated that like 15 minutes ago. And I'm like, yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, I always feel bad. Like, sometimes you'll talk to me about books, and I'll be like, oh, what did you think about it? After I've already read your review on Book Reads, like, two minutes after you posted it. Yeah. <laughs> because I do, I, Goodreads is my go-to social media, because I care more about that than any of the shit that's on Instagram and or Twitter. Yeah, I love books. I do, too. I finished my 60th book today. Ever? Wow. No, this year. Oh, I am at 45, I think, for the year. Last year I read 122, and I'm not trying to beat it. I'm just trying to make it to 100. Yeah, I know that's your goal on your... Yeah. Are you on track right now? I'm two books behind, but I'm I'm, consistently two books behind. I'm three books ahead right now. My goal is only 75, but I did that purposefully. Yeah. Anyway... I also have a job. How fucking dare you? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, that's it for this episode and our friendship. Uh, So this has been Secret Life of Two Gay American (laughs) Teenagers. I'm Jesse. 
I'm Erin. I hope you have a wonderful day. You could follow us a lot of places that are in the description, including TikTok, Instagram, Patreon, and Twitter. Our username is at your two gay friends. You can yes. follow Jesse on Twitter at gojesse2k20. You For can sure. send us an email, sl with Jesse and Aaron at gmail.com. I want to say we had someone send us a picture of their Harry Styles sweater that they were knitting. I love that shit. Send me stuff you're knitting. I thought you were going to talk shit about it. And I was like, Aaron, oh my Aaron, God. no, Aaron, Absolutely Aaron, no. not. <laughs> it looks better than mine. Aww. Um, um, if you're doing anything that you know I'm doing and you're doing it better than me, don't send me that shit. <laughs> Actually, that will send me into a tailspin. Send us pictures of your crafts. Send yeah. us the books you're reading. Actually, yeah, send books you're reading because you can't be doing that better than me and I just love to know. Follow um, me on Goodreads for real. Again, that's SL with Jesse and Aaron at gmail.com. Um, you can leave us a rating and review. I know this sounds cliche, but it's super helpful for us. It for sure is huge when you do that. Because, like, the weeks that we make it onto, like, Apple's pages or Spotify's pages, we get a lot more listens, which means it makes it easier for us to do the show if there's actually people listening. <laughs> yeah. And then you can send us a voice message. And we have another podcast called Never Been Cool. These are all in the description in case you didn't listen to this part. But I hope you have a great day. I hope... That it's not too humid <laughs> and that if it is humid you get like the perfect summer storm that breaks it wow that was really poetic and beautiful i read a lot of books about rain with the kids today one of them had a tornado in it and the kids got really scared i can imagine tornadoes are scary as hell i yeah. remember when i saw the movie twister which was actually the movie where the heart is i was I... terrified <laughs> yeah that was my first kid. yeah <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Um, I hope that good shit happens to you, I guess. I don't really care. It doesn't affect me either way. Bye. Bye. Have a great day. Yeah, actually, we love you. I love you specifically. I'm sorry. I didn't. I just, I said that because um, you slept with Amy. Bye. <laughs> I listened to the Just Save Me episode, and we really ended that by saying we were going to go. <laughs> the way that ended was psychotic, and we should not be allowed to have a podcast. No, we shouldn't, but it's fine. <laughs> you two can have a podcast. Yeah, all you have to do is... I don't really know. You just gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs>